0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, we get a quick recap of Midwest Fur Fest from my baby fur friend, Saturn. Plus, there are different degrees of public humiliation. But how far are you willing to go and what lines won't you cross? I discuss this topic with my good friend, Humiliated Jock. This week in Newsy's News, Midwest Fur Fest, or MFF, just wrapped up near the Chicagoland area. It is considered one of the largest furry conventions in the world. I brought in my friend Baby Joey, a.k.a. Saturn, into Newsy's Nook to get a quick recap, plus some tips on how
1: you can meet some baby furs at your next furry convention. Honestly, from just the perspective of just someone who's been to cons before, this is one of the more larger cons that you can experience in any of the communities so far. But in respective to just what I think of it, I think it was one of the best cons I've been to this year, hands down, in regards to just the amount of people socializing and just getting out and meeting everyone in the community.
0: So other than like a whole bunch of people going, like what makes a good con? Like what made it so special for you?
1: Um, I mean, that's always a matter of perspective. Like what people think is a good con could be completely different to someone else in the next room down. For me, I always just tell other people whenever, or I tell myself to keep myself in check, is that I make the con, the con doesn't make you. Because at the end of the day, like you're going to make the best side of your con. If you want to hang out with people, like put yourself out there and go hang out with people. But if you are waiting for someone to reach out to you, or if you're waiting for like just someone to like just drag you around everywhere and you're then you're just sitting in your room waiting, like you're not going to have the best con experience. And that goes for any con that you're at. What was your most memorable experience at this con? Ooh, that's hard. Um, most memorable is probably just the connections I made. And it's hard, It's like most memorable is the way, but like just going to parties and just talking to people, like getting to know more people in the community and just getting more, I guess, exposed to like just all the personalities that are out there and also just getting to really enjoy just good conversations like, you never know the amount of people that you meet at a con until, like, you look at your Telegram chat and you just have 20 more notifications from just all good people that you met throughout the con. So I think my favorite photo that you posted,
0: and the reason I reached out, was you posted a picture of you walking this giant box of diapers through the convention center. Were there a lot of diaper furs around?
1: Um, I would say yes. <laughs> In the perspective of MFF, it is one of the larger places where they first do come so we can all hang out and meet with each other. So it wasn't unnatural, but I think I just bought too many because I couldn't resist that they had Gators and Kings (laughs) on sale. And since I did drive there, it was like, how many can I fit in my car before it's too much? How many did you buy? Did you buy like four boxes? I bought a case and a half there. And then I bought half a case on Black Friday and I got my diapers here faster than when I ordered them on Black Friday. But they did get shipped out. I will say they finally got shipped. So I'm happy about that. So I'm I'm good and loaded for quite a long time.
0: There you go. Um, So it seemed recently that on Twitter, a lot of furries came out as diaper furs. Did you see more diaper furs than normal at conventions?
1: Well, it's it's a well. Here's the thing: like when you think when you talk about furry conventions, like furry conventions are more like during the daytime, more of a family event. So when you talk about like diaper furs, like obviously I can hear a crinkle a mile away. I can see a diaper bulge a mile away. Like there's no way of hiding that. But when it comes to, like in the con space, it's more of just like a go hang out with everybody kind of deal. Like you go to the dealers den, you go to the artist alleys, you meet all the creators, you get to meet all your friends, you get to hang out. So that's really what's more like that. But when it comes to like the diaper furs, like I would say there's just a large community that knows that MFF is the con to go to. So when you go to the room parties, like I did meet a lot more people that I've not yet met before at the other cons that I've been to as in like TFF, FWA, Megaplex and so on.
2: Mm. Well, so
0: let's say I... I'm interested in the fur community and I also wear diapers. What do I need to know if I wanted to go next year to MFF?
1: Honestly, if you just want to go, just do it. Like at the end of the day, like I, when I first started going, like I wasn't really embracing my furry side all that much just because it was for me, like growing up, it was more just seen as that in like rural uh, conservative Texas, it was more along the lines of just like seeing more cringe. So I just always put that on the back burner until like a lot of my good friends got me more comfortable in going. And even if you're not for yourself, that's perfectly fine. You're still gonna have a fun time. Like it's more just like just being not really an ally, but more of just like a supportive friend for all your friends that are going to be there with you.
0: So if I don't have like a fursuit or
1: anything and I go, I won't be like shunned or anything. Oh no, no, none of that. Like just be a good person. That's all that really matters. Like, be a good person, just pee your pants, you'll be fine. It ain't that deep.
0: It ain't that deep. Okay, so last question. Let's say this is my first con and I want to meet other diaperfers. What is the best way to do
1: that? Yeah, of course. So I would say the best way to meet diaperfers is, yes, obviously, one could be social media, like just putting yourself out there, like making posts, reaching out to others, and just seeing like what how like you can interact more with people online but also too whenever you go to any of like especially the furry con events there's usually an abdl panel and most every panel every con that i've gone to so far has always had an abdl room panel where it's like one big meet and greet where we can all get together and just hang out and chat it's like one big catch up so basically what they'll do is like you'll look at the schedule ahead of time it's usually like during the night time because it's usually an 18 plus event and you just go to the panel and like I always just try and mingle with people. I kind of have like that liquid courage where not not necessarily the other kind of liquid courage, but just like the confidence to just be like, oh hey, like I really like your suit. Like it's super cute. Oh hey, like I really like your onesie that you're wearing. Like, where'd you get it? And just being able to just just talk to people normally, like in any community.
0: Do you feel comfortable wearing you know, your diaper or your little gear around other furs who don't identify as diaper furs?
1: Um, not necessarily. I mean, I guess it just depends on everyone else's level of comfortability because during the daytime, it's more of like a PG con. You don't want to overdress for like, obviously there's kids that go to these cons. You want to be like very family forward looking appropriate, but I mean, that's everyone's, everyone's comfortability is different on what's family appropriate. But also, too, um, I would just say when it came to the baby fur panels, I did just up in my short alls and onesie. And it was really nice. It was really comforting just because everyone in that panel was either wearing some sort of little gear or some other baby furs that I already knew. So it was just like just one big catch up, like over the past couple of cons, over the past couple of years, just hanging out. And then on top of that, like once you catch up with people, like another way you can also meet people is also going to the room parties and just like. Once you realize, like, your friends are there and then you go to the parties, it's more like, oh, hey, like, I remember seeing you at the baby fur panel. Like, you had a super cute onesie on. And then you just go from there with the conversations. Oh,
0: fun. I actually didn't know that about fur cons, that it's like a family event in the beginning. Is that like a learning curve that you feel like a lot of people don't know when they go? Or, or is it pretty common knowledge and I'm just late to the party?
1: I have a feeling more – it's more uh, – For I think in the community wise, it's more common knowledge where after a certain point in the day, like it becomes like the eighteen plus not really eighteen plus, but more just like all the families are now going away and it's more like an adult like getting more cuter outfits, like getting a little bit more for like the nighttime life. Oh but then when it like just um hanging out with friends and stuff, like like I said earlier, like I like personally, I, wore, I like to wear skirts, but I only wore it once the entire con just because that's my level of comfortability. But I've, saw, I've seen many cute girls, boys in skirts, they them all hanging around. And some people have super cute outfits on. I went up to them, I complimented their outfits, but that's just their level of liquid courage also, their level of courage of going out there, being confident and what you want to put out there for the world to see. And personally, like I'm getting there. But obviously for everyone, it takes time and their own level of confidence and comfortability there.
0: Nice. Well, thank you, Saturn, for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about MFF. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Bye. Also in Newsies News, the public has spoken and the word of the year is goblin mode. Oxford Languages opened up the vote to the public for the first time this year. According to the Oxford Dictionary, goblin mode is a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, sovereignly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Oxford says the term reflects the ethos and mood of the past year. So what have you done lately that was goblin mode? This week in Newsy's Nook, public humiliation, I would say, is a sensitive topic. I think with all fetishes, you can find some form of humiliation. But how much humiliation is too much? And is your level of humiliation the same as mine? This week, I thought who better to talk about humiliation than the man himself, Joseph the Humiliated Jock. Well, thank you, Joseph, for coming to Newsy's Nook.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, if I know anyone that is super into public humiliation, it is you we have definitely went on an adventure once where you pulled my pants down, I think it was at a Macy's and then you made me mess myself in public so. You are definitely both an icon and a mentor to those who dabble in public humiliation, but what I really want to ask you is how far is too far in your opinion. When it comes to public public humiliation,
2: mm, I think uh, that is more a personal thing because there are certain things that people will do that I personally don't agree with, and then there's things that I do that other people don't agree with, and then there's always that like middle ground where people are just like, "Oh, that's okay." Um. So for me, I I don't fully understand. Um, exhibitionism when it comes to full-on nudity in public, but people do it. Um, I would never do that. So I, I just think anything that exposes the genitals might be a little too far.
0: Okay, so what I'm hearing is for those who are into public humiliation, there's different tiers or different, we'll call them categories, that some people find okay and others don't find okay.
2: Yeah, and I think it is... It's a personal preference, but then there are also, like, underlying, like, hard no's that everybody should follow.
0: What are some of those hard no's?
2: I don't think you should ever do anything in front of children or a place where children could be. So I don't believe in doing things, like, at parks unless it's maybe, like, 6 o'clock in the morning and you know there's no one there. Like, you can have, like, the aesthetic of being in a park. But if you were – I've seen people – fully doing things like at parks and there are children 10 feet away from them. And that boils my blood as both like a teacher and someone who, you know, works with children like that just bugs the absolute shit out of me. So definitely not in front of children. I feel like, um, also as a feminist, I try not to do things in front of women because we don't need, you know, women don't need to be exposed to more things that guys do than what they already have to deal with.
0: Okay, so we have no women, no children, or where children could be present. How about the people that, you know, wear a diaper to Disneyland?
2: (laughs) Um, This also uh, kind of is another thing where it's like, how is it being done? Like, are you being super obvious? Are you exposing your diaper in some way? Like, I think for me personally, and I would never push this on anyone because I have, you know, met and seen other abdls like at disneyland like if you're wearing your abu shirt because it's you know the only t-shirt you have like i've actually had someone approach me and be like i love your shirt and give me the kind of head nod and i'm like oh got it (laughs) um but i don't think that's like going too far like if you're wearing a diaper under your jeans like like go for it like that's that's dope like i think you should be able to wear whenever you want but i've also seen like I saw another ABDL walk into the park um, in um, like denim short and like a onesie. And that was okay. I think that was like not crossing the line until I saw them later in the park. Like not even an hour later, I saw him and his mommy. Um, he was wearing a very short Taika tegaball, Balls like um short all and like those don't have like the thickest fabric in the world Uh definitely doubled up and he was now wearing a like more babyish print um onesie with a pacifier clip hanging out and he was waddling through the park and it was very obvious that he was diapered um not just to me but to people i was with who are vanilla and they were just like is that a baby or like what is happening and (laughs) me i was just like okay, so the adults are noticing, like, that's not crazy, everyone's drinking, so it's not, like, you know, terrible, but then I saw them in Cars Land, and I saw, you know, teenagers, you know, maybe 13, 14, and then kids younger, and I heard maybe, like, a seven-year-old ask their dad, like, is that man wearing a diaper? And I was like, we shouldn't be doing that in front Mm -hmm. of kids, because I don't think kids should be asking those kinds of questions, because then the dad has to make up an excuse as to why this adult is doing this, and I think you should have that freedom, but just not in a place where kids are present and asking those kinds of questions now, because now you've exposed a kid to that and they're asking questions and it's just, that's not why we're at Disneyland. But I do think if you want to wear a diaper to Disneyland, just maybe don't make it so obvious.
0: Right. I hear your cat in the background. Um, so it sounds like with all, so like we discussed, there's a lot of categories in public humiliation some are some are good with some people some are bad to others but what I'm getting a sense of is everything is on a sliding scale so you know oh for you, sure. can, you can wear a diaper you can like you like you were saying you know you could wear a diaper to Disneyland but it's the sliding of are you exposing it you know and how obvious are you
2: yeah and I think you know it it really is like a personal thing for me, like I have such a soft spot and the protection of children, you know, being a foster kid and then growing up to be a teacher for a short time. And like, I mean, by short time, I mean, like 10 years of my life, I was a teacher. So, you know, I don't think kids should ever have to be exposed to certain things. And I think that's where a lot of people get like, misconstrued with me is there's like, well, you're not wearing any pants in public. And I'm just like, yes, but there are also like so many precautions that I take when choosing a location and like, what time I'm doing things like, half of my Home Depot videos are shot at, you know, 6.30 in the morning.
0: Right. We'll get to your precautions in a second. But, you know, you brought up the term, you know, it's personal. And I'm guessing, you know, what's fine for you isn't fine for others. Is that a constant struggle that you face being into public humiliation, right? Oh, you're, I, doing, you're doing something that you think is fine. And then other people are like, hey, that's totally not cool. Why are you doing that?
2: Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of something that, like, I will always hear somebody out I don't always get like the grace that other people get for like anything that I do so it's kind of like I'm kind of under constant scrutiny whether I'm you know fully clothed in public or not and it is kind of like I don't get people coming up to me and being like hey do you think maybe this was inappropriate I get you're a disgrace to the community you're bad for the community you give the community such a bad name and like I don't know. I just don't really get the the kindness part of explaining. Hey, this kind of makes me uncomfortable. Would you ever consider doing something else or doing it in a different location?
0: Hmm. We'll get. You know, I still want to get to your precautions, but before we get to that, you know, it sounds like you know you've used the phrase that you've been told that you're a disgrace to the community. Have you been? as far as excluded to certain things because of your, your interest in public humiliation?
2: Yes and no, because it's kind of a level of some people are just like, I don't think anyone should be watching your videos because you're exposing your diapers in public, or it'll go as far as people will block me as soon as they see something that they don't like. And I have been, you know how Twitter, we always have those little group chats every now and again, someone will be having an ABDL conversation and you want to join in. Mm -hmm. Um, I met with like positive vibes and like people would be like, oh, Joseph is here. And then we'd like talk for 20 seconds and then I'd listen to everybody else. And it was just kind of like a cool thing to do is just to listen to all these ABDLs around the world, talk about what they do for a living or like what they're having for dinner. And like those conversations could go so many different ways. But for me, I remember more recently people were kind of coming by the dozens about my videos and whatnot about exposing myself in front of people and i entered a chat and more than once i've heard the phrase well someone's here that i blocked or someone's here that you know i don't agree with and they will leave the chat and be like enjoy the controversy and i'm just like okay this makes me not want to be in this chat because i don't want other people to like get the ick of that person's vibe on them mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be like a community and it's kind of like i think with both the kink community and the gay community there are like so many things that are just not communal about it like everyone's competing for views everyone has like their right and wrong and it's like i don't know it kind of feels like a lot of times if you're not a standard of some kind you just don't fit in and you're just not acceptable anymore
0: Mm. and because you felt this way you actually made a post I want to say a couple months ago apologizing to the community why did you feel if if what you think you're doing is right and you're not harming anyone why make an apology
2: because I still feel like you know when you have a quote-unquote big following, like you do have people looking up to you. I still have people, you know, who message me constantly who ask like, hey, I do want to get into public humiliation and I get a lot of fan mail not to be that person, but I do get a lot of fan mail where people just, I really enjoy what you do. Um, and your videos make me happy. Like whether it's a scenario video or a private video that I've made for them where it's like, I'm playing, you know, the football player who didn't get let out of class in time. And now he's forced back into diapers because he beat his pants. Like it's like people, no matter what will message me and be like, I really like your stuff. But for other people, the fact that they were that upset about it to block me without saying a word to me, other than you are a disgrace to the community and then before I get to message them, they block me. And this happened like maybe 30 people in a row. I lost like maybe 20 followers out of it in one day. And I was just like, huh, that seems to be like a problem. So looking back at it, I was just like, you know what? Maybe it is a little, you know, bad for the community if you know one of us is doing this kind of thing and it's not being received well by everyone. And I issued the apology because I did actually feel bad Mm. that other people were just like, well, now I feel like if I'm I'm just wearing something under my jeans and someone sees it, they're going to think I'm exposing myself. And, you know, kind of like the way I feel about children is like, children should not have to ask those questions and they feel like, Oh, adults shouldn't have to ask that question as to why is this person wearing, you know, this, but then I also came to, you know, the realization that I am not for everyone. So, apology mm. was meant and it was heartfelt, but it has since been deleted because, you know, I realize I cannot please everyone. And it was a hard pill that I had to swallow because I think the community is a beautiful place. Mm. I think everyone should be able to express themselves. But at the same time, I don't think I should have to be held to a standard when. Even from the very first days, before I even knew what ABDL was, before I was even into like pants wetting or messing, I was into, you know, tidy whities and embarrassment. And that led to, you know, walking around school after hours in just my tidy whities and pretending I was having that dream where I forgot my clothes.
0: Let's turn to, you know, you talked about how like you don't fit the quote-unquote mold of being a normal ABDL. And I think what you're hinting at is people don't think that you're an ambassador of ABDL. If you're acting this way, do you feel like you're a good with your public humiliation? Do you feel like you're a good community member, an ambassador for ABDL?
2: I think that is again, like that is somebody else's opinion or definition of what it means to be an ambassador, because I see people who you know are ambassadors in this community and they have 10,000 plus followers and they're just not nice people and you know we've all heard the stories about you know certain members in the community and we all know that you know some people have changed their names but they still post after being you know you know their bad behavior has been brought to light and sometimes even illegal behavior has been brought to light and they're still you know cashing in and making videos and you know, they have a, a little cult following of people who are kind of into the not so legal things that they're into. And they still, again, have 10,000 plus followers. And then there are people like me who just have a specific niche of <laughs> humiliation in the community. Um, And it's like, again, it's like the almost 7,000 people that follow me I feel like understand that and have been there for a very long time and are into that kind of thing. But at the same time, if you follow my Instagram, you know, I will send stories out saying like, Hey, if you have ever, you know, needed a quote unquote father son talk, or if you have like, not in a kink way, just have never felt supported by like a father figure because I'm older than some of my followers, even if just by three years, like, I feel like you can come talk to me about anything. If you are feeling sad about anything, you can come talk to me and I will give you a full on conversation. And that's why I've made a lot of my friends is by posting those things and, you know, letting them feel like humans, because a lot of times people think that they are their fetishes and that's all they are. They're these freaks or something like that. And I feel like, if I can make friends that way and be a voice for the community in a way that maybe isn't so public as like my humiliation videos, like a lot of people don't know my heart. They don't know that the only thing that I care about in the community is that people feel safe and that people feel accepted. And, you know, if that doesn't make me a quote unquote ambassador for the community, I'd rather be, you know, kind of sticking to my Joseph ways and just, you know, being, a good person behind the scenes, whether you like my content or not, you can still come to me and talk about anything that is on your mind and you can you know, understand that someone's listening. I think that's all we really want is like we need to be heard and we need to feel like somebody understands and I can provide that for my followers and my friends.
0: I think that's very ambassador-like of you. Let's move on to precautions, right? You talked about precautions. You talked about lists of things that you will and will not do. Let's, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. What precautions do you take when you do make your videos or when you do make your content?
2: Um, Surprisingly enough would be telling people exactly what I'm going to do.
0: Like you tell people before you pants yourselves at, at Home Depot? Yes. Oh, I don't know if a lot of people knew that. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, a lot of people think that, you know, I'm just going around like, again, it's kind of like people think I'm just exposing myself. But um, a lot of times there's an off screen person who is either with security because um, I've been followed because of my diaper bulge, (laughs) oddly enough, which like felt really hot at the time. But then I was just like, hey, um, I'm going to make a quote unquote, TikTok, or I'm going to make a video where, you know, these fall down. And the whole joke is that like, oh, I'm wearing a diaper or I'm, oh, I'm, I still wear tidy whities at my age. And what a lot of people don't realize is like the reaction from these guys, like these are people who are, you know, fresh out of college or like they're in their mid thirties and like the vibes are always immaculate. I've never been told, oh no, get the fuck out of here because I would if they told me that but the vibes are always immaculate. It's always someone that I can like fist bump at the end. And I've literally, I could count the amount of times that I have fist bumped people after making, you know, a pantsing video or anything like that. And it's kind of like, it's, I let them know. Mm -hmm. And look at the video of me dancing as like a nerd on my JFF. Like the amount of guys that like hooted and hollered and like surrounded me by the end of that video Like, we're literally just, like, coming up to me after I turned the camera off and asking me, like, what was all that about? And I'm like, oh, I make TikToks. And they were just like, oh. And then they ended up following me on my vanilla TikTok. And I was like, I feel like a lot of people don't understand, like, the precaution is I do tell people exactly what I'm going to do. And if people don't want to be near it or people don't want to be, like, in it, they can walk away. Or they can be like, security?
0: I still can't get over that you tell people what's actually going to happen that's crazy um and 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 you actually said that people actually aren't that phased by it
2: no you would actually be surprised at how many people are just like fuck yeah man or just like whatever floats your boat or like they get the joke of it as because like if you watch my humiliation videos like it's very cartoony humiliation it's very slapstick of like um clearly my pants are around my ankles How am I not noticing this? And then I look down, I look up, I look down, I look in every direction, and then I cover myself as these people are giggling at me. And like, it's kind of just like, it's just so cartoony. And like, that's the kind of thing that I like personally. Uh But when they're also laughing at it, it's not more of the kink. It's more like we are group laughing at this stupidity that is making this video right now. But then it, like, go ahead, finish that.
0: Well, I was just going to say, is that what gives you kind of the energy to do these videos is knowing that there's an audience to watch it? Because I feel like there would be a part of me that's like, no, they're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me.
2: Um, it's a mixture of both because like sometimes it is laughing with me. Sometimes it's laughing at me because I've gotten people to, um, I've gotten people to wedgie me in the past. Complete I've, strangers? Yes. Because I told them, make a wedgie video. And they're just like, do you want me to just do it? And like, they would do it. And this was, you know, old days of Instagram, like I had a really like, for lack of better phrase, I had a pop in Instagram back in like 2013. That was just like people pantsing me and people wedging me. And it was like, these were just strangers I met at the mall that I would tell them, hey, it's, you know, it's rush week for my frat, which was technically true. But they didn't know that I was, you know, wedging myself for Instagram. It's just immaculate vibes like people if you tell them like, hey, doing a prank video or like doing this stupid video or something like that, like it takes the the ick out of it. Like it takes the what is this guy doing?
0: I love it. Okay, so now that we've went over, you know, what precautions you take when doing your public humiliation, what's the most extreme thing you've ever done publicly?
2: Mm, that would probably be back in the like, old Instagram days. Um, I was dared to sag and expose like my tidy whities, uh, like below the brief leg holes, I guess, and talk to a Walmart employee and, you know, ask where the bathroom was and like, make it urgent looking. And as soon as he would tell me Turn around and run in that direction and just load my tidy whities as I'm running away. Oh, your face.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. Wow. I mean, what was the reaction there? Was he like, yeah, beautiful vibes? I mean,
2: (laughs) that one was, you know, before I started taking like those precautions because I was just like, you know, there was a moment where I was just like, this is fun for me. I guarantee you it's not fun for them. And it was, you know, back in, like, 2011.
0: Yeah, you so could use the TikTok video excuse in 2011.
2: No, just very much. I was expanding. I had gone past, you know, just Heidi Whitey exposure. Um, and I had, you know, begun, you know, sneaking out of my apartment from my four college roommates and, like, wetting my pants at the park at night. So I was like expanding my horizons. And then I was just like, how can I add this into public humiliation? I asked people on Instagram, like, you should try this. And I would seen other people doing it because it was back in the days of like, do you remember when like Wet Pants Boy was a thing? Mm -hmm. It was during that I saw people doing things in public. Like, I think I saw a guy like mess his white shorts and his like briefs were completely obvious in like a bookstore. And I was like, my mouth was on the floor. That someone was just pooping their pants and like in such an obvious way because his shorts were white and I could see his tidy whities and it was like a combination of all the things, but I was like, "But what if they saw the tidy whities That would be utterly embarrassing."
0: So it sounds like as you've gotten your as you've gotten older, your precautions and your will not cross line has changed. Yes. Do you think that's something that? Should be considered when you do see something that maybe, maybe, you know, to public humiliation, right? Maybe crosses the line for you. Do you feel like there should be a level of like, oh, maybe he's young and he's still learning boundaries and stuff? Do you think that there should be a, like a level of understanding at that level?
2: I think that's kind of where, you know, me being excluded and not being given the grace of like, hey, this is kind of offensive if you think about it. Like someone actually coming to me and saying that instead of just blocking me right away, no one talks to people before they block them. They will just be like, I'm right, you're wrong, you're disgusting, blocked. And that's kind of like the cancel culture that we live in anyway. But it's now, tra- it's, you know, trickling into the king community. And if anyone, you know, does something that doesn't agree with anyone, they just immediately block you. So if I I think if people were more open minded, shockingly enough, in this community to just be like, Pulling someone aside by just sending them a DM in a very polite way and just being like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but maybe you should reconsider doing this, you know, so directly in front of someone because you're now, you know, it could be an accident like these things happen. But like if you're doing it and then like clearly hard because I've seen people do it like fully hard and I'm like, you cannot do that. But then for me, like, just because I'm soft doesn't mean I'm any less in the wrong for doing those kinds of things. So I think if people actually took the time to be like, hey, do you know that this could be offensive or this could be, you know, more than just, you know, exposure? This could be, like, actually ruining someone's day. Like, it would give them time to sit there and think about it and be like, you know what? You're right. And they could come to some kind of, like, terms on their own. Like, I used to do that kind of dare because it got so much attention. And then I could go home and be like, I can't believe I did that. And, you know, get off on that. And then I just came to the realization one day that I was just like, you are a little too close for comfort with these people. Like, it's one thing to, like, wet yourself because you can, like, kind of stop it before it, like, gets to the ground. Mm -hmm. And you can like be like, okay, I have to go. And like, that's like a little less offensive. But then other times I'm just like fully messing myself in front of people. And I had to like stop and be like, maybe this isn't the move because it's not like you can warn someone and be like, hey, I'm about to poop my pants in front of you.
0: Question. So do you look back at your older video, your older content and think, okay, I definitely crossed line. I need to delete this content
2: oh yeah definitely and like if anyone on my jff has noticed like a lot of my messing stuff has been deleted if not all of it
0: is your messy content something that you now think you did go too far
2: i only think it would have gone too far if i would have like repeated all the like messing in front of certain people unless that person was in on it like it was like say i invited you out and they just didn't see your face like, that would be different. Or if it was a controlled scenario where it was like, shot in my apartment or in my studio, and we were like, making a video where that circumstance happens. I think if you're, you know, alone, or you're, you know, in a quote, unquote, public space, like the parking lot of someplace that's not anywhere near anyone. And you're just like, filming yourself unloading in your pants, like, that's fine. Because you're still quote, unquote, in public, but you're not in front of someone
0: question because one of the videos that i think is very popular within certain messy communities is you what was it you're giving a guy a lap dance and you're like fully loaded in your white briefs was he in on the joke yes he wasn't on the joke yes so he was equally turned on by it
2: I wouldn't say he was equally turned on. I have definitely like made my share of like quote unquote grinder ads.
0: Oh, all right. Okay,
2: cool. Are you Tipsy, uh, do you want to shoot a video? And like obviously there are trigger words you can't use on Grinder or they'll block you.
0: Uh-huh. You
2: can't say anything about filming. You can't say anything about drugs. You can't like you can't do anything about that. Um and I obviously like I don't use Grinder to hook up.
0: You use it to make content. This is just I, a giant content platform for you.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I told them, hey, gonna do, you know, a messy strip tease. And, you know, it was kind of like, how am I gonna find people who are into this? And then I would message people and see like what their limits were. And there's like, does it stay inside the underwear? And I was just like, yeah. And they're like, okay, that's not bad.
0: Wow. I wonder how many people you've like converted into different kinks by this, this, this little experiment of like, Hey, would you like to join me?
2: You know, I, I could say quite a few because there are definitely people who have like never done it before. And like, by the time, like we're both out of the shower or something, they'll be like, I have never done anything like that before. And then they're still texting me.
0: How interesting. So one final thing on the whole apology thing is I always see the phrase in a lot of arguments, actually, which I'm always surprised is, is what he's doing Ill- illegal? Like, is what he's doing, like, breaking any laws? To your knowledge, have you broken any laws in any of your videos?
2: Um, I mean, anyone could just be like, oh, that's public indecency. But okay. but public indecency, actually, if you read the law, um, is, or public exposure, rather, um, reading that law is anything that exposes Your butt or your genitals on purpose, like there's a purpose to show them. But it is actually one hundred percent legal to be in your underwear in public. Like you can be in just your tidy whities in public. Uh, You may get a Karen complaint, but it it is actually legal. And you know, I think a lot of times people do things in public, like no matter whether they believe in my way of doing it or their own way, like people who wear to Disneyland, I don't agree with that, but they do it anyway. Or people who will be like, well, I only really wear in public if it's someplace that I expect to see people like in, you know, less clothing, like the beach or something like that. And I'm like, okay, but they're in swim trunks, you're in a diaper. Like there's Mm -hmm. clearly that difference there.
0: Right. Let's talk about what feeling do you get from it, right? For wearing diapers, it's a level of comfort, nostalgia for some, uh, water sports, you know, it's the taste, it's the feel, it's the smell. What do, what do you get from public humiliation?
2: Um, I think for me, it has always been like the loss of dignity. And I guess it just comes from like my upbringing, like very strict upbringing, like always having to wear like collared shirts and a tie to school. Like there was never room for mistakes. There was never room for embarrassment. Like there was never like, that was the worst thing you could possibly do is like embarrass yourself because it embarrasses like your quote unquote parents. And like, I grew up in a very wealthy foster family and then, you know, going to or at least having the opportunity to go to schools that, you know, other wealthy kids went to and it was it was very about image and all that stuff and it like I've gone to therapy and I've figured this out. It was the lack of dignity for sure. And it was, you know things that I always fantasized about or had you know little dreams about. I always, you know fantasized about um, end of year when we got our uniforms for the next year. And someone would give me the wrong size and I would go up to the, to the, you know, the board and start writing out a problem that my shorts would be too, too big, and they would fall and then people would see that I'm wearing, you know, Power Ranger briefs, and that would end with, you know, people making fun of me for the rest of the year calling me a Power Ranger or, you know, giving me wedgies and then like it gravitated to not being able to leave the classroom and, You know, it did actually happen. I was not allowed to leave during a test and I ended up wetting my pants and nobody knew about it because it was Halloween and I just slipped my costume over my shorts. But it happened. So it's like, it's kind of for me, like being able to live out the rebellious thing that I was not allowed to do. I was not allowed to make mistakes. I was not allowed to be, you know, in anything that looked ridiculous, like costume or not, like i was a very well-dressed vampire for like all of elementary school so it was like it's kind of like that for me it's the freedom to be silly and make mistakes and i think that's why the slapstick angle is so my style is because it's more silly than anything and why doing a tiktok with like breakaway shorts like everyone who has like a million followers like always does like stupid videos in their underwear Mm -hmm. so i'm I don't have a million followers on TikTok, but I can still make this video in public and know that if I say I'm doing a TikTok and doing it in a TikTok-esque way, it's not going to offend anyone.
0: Yeah, it, well, it, it seems like what it is for you is it seems like, you know, it's a, an ability to reclaim your past, so to speak. And it kind of seems like you're, you're born in the perfect time because of TikTok and allowing people to just write it off is like, oh, it's just playful fun.
2: Yeah, it's stupid. And obviously, like, there's going to come a time where, you know, I have to stop and, you know, the videos will come to a halt and it's, you know, due to career and whatnot. But it'll also, you know, it'll have been out of my system, but I will still have friends. Like, I I can definitely call you a friend because I've pantsed you in public. We've met up. We know each other's, like, little quirks and secrets. And, you know, we plan to hang out after this anyway. So, yeah, it's. Okay, to be silly. And I think a lot of people don't realize how silly I actually am with these things. Like, they may look at it and be like, this is sexy as hell. But to me, I'm just like, I'll get home and in the shower and I'll be like, you're such a, like, not like you're so quirky or not like other girls, but like, definitely <laughs> like, i why, Joseph? Why do you do these things?
0: Yeah. I, well, I think, you know, there is a level of, you know, you know, um, you know yourself if you're allowed to, like, see the funny in it, right? Yeah. I think that's why I kind of love ABDL is because, like, at the end of the day, we're literally guys that, like, piss and shit in diapers. Like,
2: that that's the joke. Like, there it is. That was the main part of my, like, why I didn't really keep my apology up was I realized I was being yelled at by grown men who wet and mess their diapers while having a pacifier in their mouth. And like, these are also people that I've seen at, you know, Diaper Active living their best life. And I'm like, why can't we just stay in that bubble?
0: Mm. Let's, you know, let's go into some tips. Let's say someone wants to, you know, they've now thought about the lines they are, they are and are not going to cross. And they've kind of taken into account things they may have heard on this podcast. Where could they start? If they wanted to start in public humiliation, where could they start?
2: Um, I always think it is good to start small like always start small you don't have to dive into like me doing a full-on tiktok dance in your underwear as a nerd um i think if you like the way i kind of did it was like i would wait until like after school when no one was there and then i would get brave enough to wear my underwear in the classroom and be like i would like to run for class president because i look down (gasps) like that kind of stuff but like Play it out, like play it out in your room, play it out in, you know, if you have a place where you can go to at night where you're where you know you're going to be alone or something like that, like play it out in a safe space where you can be in your underwear or your diapers or anything like that, lingerie, etc. Like just find a small way to act it out. And just kind of go from there, like everyone is clearly different in their tastes, So find what appeals to you. Like for me, I know everyone in the underwear humiliation community loves that scene from daddy day camp where he gets his pants ripped off and he's in his ginch ganch briefs. Like that sent me as a child. And by (laughs) 13, but I remember the first time I saw that scene, I was on a field trip and I was sitting on the bus, just watching in full awe of this moment. And then I had to make sure that I bought this movie when it came out. Um, And I started kind of playing off of that scene was I would be in my room and I would hold my pants in front of me because I didn't have tearaway pants. And I would just act out the scene in the mirror. And, you know, it felt good to do that. So then I started doing it at school when everyone was gone. And it just it just fueled itself from there. So start small and go from there, like find out what works for you. So
0: when you were talking about that a scene from a movie that has inspired a kink of yours, I immediately thought of and I had to Google Billy Madison when Billy pisses his pants on purpose. Have you ever seen that scene?
2: Only cool kids pee their pants.
0: Yes. That, <laughs> that clip has inspired my water sports fantasy for years. I would play that scene all the time. I literally... Probably I'm responsible for millions of views on the on the YouTube clip, because that that video really did inspire like part of my fascination with pissing pants, because it was the first time I saw, you know, I had a I had a pant wedding problem in middle school. And so that was like the first time I saw it like as a joke and there was something sexy about it. I don't know. When you were telling your story, I immediately thought of that.
2: I can I think everyone kind of remembers that like first thing. Like for me, I remember in kindergarten walking into the library for the first time and the first book I ever saw was Arthur's underwear.
0: I don't think I read that book.
2: I definitely read that book because he's literally embarrassed on the cover in his tidy whiteies in front of everyone. And I remember reading that book and being like, he kept having dreams that he was forgetting his pants and he was in his underwear. And, you know, it became a problem until, you know, he went to confront his friend about it and he ends up ripping his pants in real life. And everyone can see his tidy whities. And that's what cured him of his embarrassment. Like, I'm it like- just happened in real life. But I just remember every picture, every face. I was like... I was drawn to it for some reason, because obviously at five, you're not going to have those feelings or even the equipment to deal with those feelings. And um, I was just like, this is funny. This is something I want to happen to me. And I remember I would draw pictures of myself in my underwear and people flashing cameras. And I was like, it has been in me for a very long time. So when I finally got to an age where I was like, I can act on it. And then that's kind of where it came from. Like that daddy day camp scene. Remember that completely. Like your Billy Madison scene. Obviously you remember that.
0: Yes. If If you are listening to this podcast, could you please go on Twitter or Instagram and post the scene that was like your kink sexual awakening and please tag me because I would love to see the other perverse TV show movie scenes that have inspired you. I would love to see that. One second to last question. What what would you have to say to people that you know don't and and we've touched upon the bonnet during this during this whole episode, but you know what what statement could you give to people that don't agree with your level of public exposure?
2: Um, directly to them, I guess I would say, um. I'm just not for you. And that is okay. Like, that is 100% okay. There are singers I don't like. There are YouTubers I don't like. There are people in my industry I don't like. But that doesn't mean I'm going to call them a disgrace. I'm not going to be outwardly rude towards them. If that block button is what you need to feel better, do it. Like, I fully encourage you to block me. Um, And not in kind of like a hands on my hips sassy, I told you so way just kind of like if my content is not for you I apologize but I'm not going to stop doing it because there it is therapeutic to me there are clearly you know now that you guys have gotten a look behind the Disney curtain unfortunately there are precautions that I take where it's like no women no children I'm shooting these videos at 6 30 in the morning and there's only men around and then you know, I will tell these people what I'm doing. And, you know, there's so many little factors that people just don't realize. And I don't think anyone is that quote unquote, not to, you know, pat myself on the back, but I don't think anyone in this community is that clean when making content. Because I know when I pants you in public, we were not that clean. But did I, you break it, your rule for me? I didn't break my rule for you, but did you notice that I pushed you into a clothing section that had nobody in it when I pants you?
0: Did you notice you pushed me into a secluded area that was surrounded by mirrors, so anyone that was within looking distance could just look in the mirror? Yes, I did. Got
2: but it. Protected by me.
0: Got it. You made sure. You made sure the the situation was clear, so to speak.
2: Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of silly moments like that where it's like that is okay because that mall was dead
0: yeah there was no there was no one around i mean, i I even looked around before you did it. There was no one around, which leads me to my last question just because I would love to hear what your response is. So now that hmm. you've had a taste of make you know introducing me to public humiliation, w- what would you have planned next for me like if we like if we were gonna like the next time we meet up,
2: what did we do last time? I think I made you chug prune juice and you absolutely destroyed your little kings.
0: Yes, and then you took me to the gym so I could clean up and I still get ads for uh whatever gym you t- you took me to. I
2: just- <laughs> I don't even go to Planet Fitness anymore. I am an EOS boy. Um making that money. I have my fans to thank. Um truly. So, um I remember you stuck around and did leg day after that after you cleaned up. You stuck around and did leg day with me. You like a good workout after. <laughs> um repeat the question for me i just
0: you know i'm just you know i'm just a little curious like if if when we hung when we hang out again like what would be something that you would really want to do to me
2: um again you're free to say no um because i do respect people's boundaries as both a dom and a human being Mm -hmm. um i would love to have you either wet or mess your pants or both while, like, on a hike or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe while trying to find the restroom. And it does not happen. And we have to remove your wet shorts and inspect your tidy whities. Now, tidy brownies. <laughs> um, and then make you, even if you're in the stall, make you ask out loud, can you change my diaper? Oh, of <laughs> at there's an echo though. I know. I know. But what happens if someone hears? Then they'll know that you're getting your tidy whities changed into the diaper that you deserve because you pooped your pants. Again. Because that seems to happen every time we hang out. Look how bloody <laughs> you just got
0: it's not true you know what is funny i have not been messy in a very long time and what are the odds that the one day that i decide to get messy again is the day we do this interview there is something about you 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 bring out messy energy in me
2: oh god Messy energy messy That's... energy Just together
0: i love it i love it well i look forward to the next time we hang out and you make me uh Mess my tidy whities and make them into brownies. Like what? (laughs) Well, thank you, Joseph, for coming to Newsy Snook and talking about public humiliation.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Newsy.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. kiddos before i go i just want to say i know the end of the year can be hard for a lot of people seasonal depression kicks in the anxiety of seeing family or going back home sickness bills it all takes a toll on our mental health i hope in these last few weeks you find moments that make you smile or cause you to relax because i think we all deserve that even when we think we don't all right kiddos i'm officially soggy i gotta go change see ya bye (music) ¶¶ bottle <music>